Hello, and welcome back to Waterproof Mascara, the podcast where you don't know if you'll be crying from tears or laughter. I'm your host, Delaney. And I'm Annalie. And Annalie, were you crying of happiness or sadness this week? (laughs) I was crying of happiness. I went on a walk this weekend with one of my teammates, or our teammate, um, Courtney, and we really just like discussed like a lot of things that are coming up and how excited we are for summer and um it just gave me a really nice like breather to know that like in like a couple weeks we're going to be off of school and out it's going to be so nice i personally have never related to anything less <laughs> Stop. I never want this semester to end. I'm so sorry. No, I'm going to be brokenhearted when the semester ends, but it's also the idea that, like, I'm not going to have to worry about assignments. Like, that's what I stressed so much about this weekend, and I think going on that walk made me realize, like, one assignment in, like, three weeks is not going to matter in the grand scheme of my summer. True. So I think that's just kind of, like, what the walk was giving me the vibe of. Well, that's good because I think last week you were talking about being overwhelmed and needing a break. So, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, I kind of like found my little break and it it helped me be a little bit less stressed. So, Delaney, enough about me. Were you crying of laughter or of sadness? I was crying of sadness this week and I'm afraid to say, but I think I'll be crying of sadness in all of our upcoming episodes, unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? I'm so sad. About I what? don't want to graduate. Oh, no, I, I understand. It's so hard. I feel like I spent four years building up this little life here, and in three weeks, I literally just have to get in the car and drive away and leave it all behind, and I never get to come back. Okay, first off, you're going to come back a lot because you're going to come back and go to the bars with me when I'm 21. But like, it, it won't be the same as being a student. I know. That's, like, so hard. Like, to go from something to completely something else is going to be so difficult. Like, I can't even imagine. It's scary. I mean, I have a trip for Europe booked four days after graduation well you're gonna have something just straight to go into so honestly i'm not even looking forward to that because i just want to stay here forever you can always come back and visit it won't be the same i won't have my little house that i lived in for two years i know it's gonna be so i can't imagine like going to practice and you're not like on the bench like i know when i would come into the locker room it'll be sad for you too No, I'm going (laughs) to cry, Delaney. I'm going to bawl my eyes out at your graduation. I just want you to know that. Thank you. And the banquet this weekend. Oh, yes. That banquet. Low-key, I'm, like, really nervous for the banquet. Like, I'm going to cry. My speech, I think, is going to make people cry. Am I giving a speech? I don't even know if I'm supposed to give a speech. You are giving a speech. And we talked about that last night. Oh. Oh, I am giving a speech. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, I genuinely have never, like, been more nervous for a banquet just because even the video, like, I don't know. I feel like, especially the seniors that are, like, graduating, I know I'm kind of, like, in a weird boat, but the seniors above me that are graduating and this is their last semester, like, means so much to me. And, like, knowing that, like, 
all of you guys won't be there is just something that I don't think I'm like ready to process. I think it was hard for me to say goodbye to the seniors like before you guys. Um, just because like they're the first people that really I met on the team, but like it wasn't as hard because of COVID. We just didn't see each other. So it was kind of like a goodbye forever. Like I never really got to say goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like you, Kelly, Ella, like I like genuinely like I can't imagine like not seeing Kelly wear her fuzzy socks on the ice and like oh this is making me so sad but like <laughs> I can't imagine like not being able to turn to you on the bench when I genuinely want to cry my eyes out because the game is going so bad yeah and I just like <laughs> need someone to sing a song in my ear like that is gonna that's gonna be the thing that's gonna suck the most because I don't think anyone else on the team is gonna be as weird as I am like, I'm going to be, like, an outcast. Um, shout out Summer Brown. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Summer Brown will we'll hopefully be here. She'll hopefully match my energy. Yes, she will, of course. Definitely. I think she's she could, good at that. She is good at that. My speech I'm writing for the banquet is including an ode to Summer Brown. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Aww. You just have to wait and see. This week on our Instagram at Waterproof Mascara, we asked you guys to submit things that you're struggling with so that we could give you some advice. Yeah, I really think we wanted to discuss topics this week that no one really talks about. Um, So our first topic is going to be things to buy. Yeah. Uh, One of our loyal Instagram followers said... What are some creative ways to use cheap college grocery staples? I'm getting bored, girls. And that is definitely a huge struggle for a lot of college students. I definitely find myself eating the exact same meal every single day because I only know how to make one thing. So it's hard to like branch out, but also at the same time, it's expensive to buy something and then throw it away. Yeah, you want to make sure that what you're making is something you like. And, and you'll actually eat all of it. Yeah, and you're not going to just burn it the first time you make it because that's my biggest issue is I'll make something and just completely either undercook it or overcook it. Yeah. I made cilantro lime rice last week. Oh, that sounds good. It was sour. Oh, no. I really like lime. So, of course, I went a little bit overboard with the lime and it was terrible. I had to throw it all out. Stop. My issue is I buy stuff because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a produce queen. I'm going to be so healthy this week. And then all the groceries either go bad at the exact same time. So I have like three days to use all the fresh ingredients I just bought. Or I end up like craving like ice cream that night. Like, and there's a lot of times where like, I'm like, oh, I don't need ice cream, like whatever. And I don't get it at the store because I'm like, I don't want to eat that or whatever. But then it comes to the time and I'm like, honestly, like I eat pretty healthy. Like I just want some ice cream and then I run out or I like go puff it to my apartment for even more than what it is actually like (laughs) worth. I think I literally walk into Target every single time I'm walking back to my house from campus. Stop. Every time I see Target, I think of something that I want to eat or I need at the last minute, and I go in. Wait, why is that me? I'm like, it's a reward. My roommates, like, they love ordering things online, like, to, like, to our door. We get, I swear, like, every single week, 
or every single night, honestly, there's a different Uber Eats driver dropping something off. And every time they order something, they're like, do you guys want anything? And I'm like, every time I'm like, oh my God, I like really want McDonald's fries, like all this stuff. Anyway, I just bought groceries. Like I defeated the whole purpose of me buying the groceries. So I definitely think like an important, like cheap staple is necessary. I have to be honest with you about something. Oh no, what? I am someone who is firmly against food delivery and ordering food. <gasps> really? In my life, I've only done it once. Stop. I don't believe in it. It takes way longer. Yeah, And it, it costs way much more. And I would rather just walk my mile to Chipotle to get my burrito bowl. See, I am definitely like that. My roommates have definitely been a bad influence and have made me, like, start ordering things. But the only time I've agreed to order from them is when it is a snowstorm outside. That's fair. Because sometimes I will say I poorly, like, time when I'm running out of food or, like, I want just, like, a sweet treat. And if they ask me right when, like, either one, it's, like, a thunderstorm. Like, that was the other day. There was a thunderstorm, and I really just wanted, like, a meal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could go for a quesadilla, but I have none of the ingredients at my apartment. So I ordered that or like just like small like bits and like bobs. But if you're ordering like your meals there, I just think that we live in the only place where you can genuinely just walk across the street and there's right. food. Like, I feel like it's so much easier to just go and get That's it. It's a luxury. But like at home, I've never, ever door dashed or yeah. ordered something to my house. Plus, if I'm eating something unhealthy, if I'm ordering out... I am walking my butt there because yeah. I have to work for it. You're going to burn those calories get in there so that it's like a reward. <laughs> it can't be too easy to get McDonald's. No. You know, you have to make it a little hard so that it doesn't become an everyday thing. Yeah. It kind of making it a struggle to get there makes it more likely that I'll make exactly. something at home. And honestly, it takes so long. It yeah. genuinely does. And you end up you end up wasting an hour waiting for food when you could have eaten the hour earlier. You could have been so much more like enjoyable of your night than just waiting around for food that could or could not come or they forget something or anything like that. But let's get into like what is a staple that you like need at the grocery store? Honestly, I'm a big chicken girl. Oh, I love a good chicken. I I'm really into creating marinades. And what does that mean? You don't know, like, to marinate chicken? Delaney, my knowledge of cooking is literally, like, zero, so I want you to know that. Like, I've never, like, I don't know how to marinate anything. You just kind of put your chicken in a big plastic bag, and you can pour whatever spices or flavors you want your chicken to be, and then... You, like, leave it out? All you have to do is let it sit all day in the fridge, and then when you come home from class... You can cook it up. Oh, is that like what defrosting means? So like that's like your defrost moment? No. What? <laughs> is that Excuse what like defrosting? Because, okay. My defrosting is when you take something out of the freezer. And it just like, and you marinate it. No. So you you can only marinate already defrosted chicken. Oh. Because my roommates are always like, oh, I always forgot, like, at home to, like, leave the chicken out. But, like, is that what you're doing? So you have to take your chicken out of the freezer, and it comes out frozen. And then you have to leave it outside for a little bit so it 
is no longer frozen. It defrosts. Okay, question from a personal experience that has happened a couple times this week. So if my chicken's in the freezer, can I not just automatically heat it up? No. If I were doing that that for, like, the last month, like, what are the repercussions? What do you mean you do that? I just take it from the freezer and put it on a pan and put olive oil and heat it up. And it doesn't cook unevenly? I just put it in there and wait until everything looks We're no longer giving (laughs) advice on this subject. I apologize to (laughs) our listener who wanted advice. My Okay, I'll give you my two favorite meals to make. All I eat for dinner is chicken with rice and broccoli. And I love marinating my chicken. Look up recipes, chicken vindaloo, chicken cacciatore. Delicious and so easy. All you need is vinegar and a few spices. And it's delicious and super filling. Um, My tips is go to Trader Joe's and get the veggie um, fried rice um, and heat that up along with they have a chicken version but I don't like the chicken in the chicken version so then I just get uh, like a chicken patty a grilled chicken breast and I heat that up but apparently I've been heating it up all incorrect for the last month but that is my hack is Trader Joe's veggie fried rice is something that I am fixated on like hyper fixated on to the point where I literally can't go a day without it. Okay, so our next segment is going to be a little bit more serious, a little less lighthearted. We're going to be turning kind of a a change in this podcast. And it's about the summer body dilemma. Now, I'm going to break this down for you. For me and from a lot of people that I've spoken to about, this issue is when you're scrolling through your Instagram and it's the time of the year where everyone's posting pictures in bikinis. We've got fashion weeks that have just happened and more coming up. We've got more skin showing and it's fun. It's it's a good time of year, but then it also brings upon this idea that you have to be perfect 24 seven and that you need this perfect summer body for the season. So a lot of people asked about how we deal with this kind of issue. And I don't think anyone deals with it the same. So this is definitely speaking from our personal situations. But I definitely think this is something that like should be openly talked about. I know it's been a lot more like body positive focused in the media. But I think it's something that still needs to be talked about more. So um, I wanted to just like your opinion on how you handle dealing with this issue. Yeah, so this is something that I definitely used to struggle with, um, comparing myself to other people's bodies on Instagram was really tough for a while. And I feel like I've been on a long journey with learning to love myself. Yes. And it doesn't happen in a day. But one thing that you have to remember is that You own your phone, and you might not pay for your phone, but if other people are making you feel like crap on your phone, don't give them that power. Either unfollow them or take a break from social media if it's affecting you in a super drastic way, I think. Definitely. I totally, like... 
I wish I got to the point where you're at where it's not affecting you. Not that, like, it's dramatically affecting me. But I think there's definitely times where I'm like, Kendall Jenner, are you serious right now? Like, did you need to post oh, that? Yeah. And, like, genuinely, I think that's the best advice is just, like, not to follow. And I know, like, a lot of times, like, the algorithm will put these people in your feed. And I think one of the best ways is just literally clicking not interested. You don't need to leave a hate comment. You don't need to state your opinion on someone. But just being, like, unfollow, they're not in my space is probably one of the best ways to just avoid making yourself feel like that. Which, like, it's all... I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I just got really distracted. Um, it's also important to remember that we are all in such drastically different stages of our lives. And people like Kendall Jenner, she's. it's not fair to compare yourself to someone like that because no. we are college students with jobs and academics and clubs and sports and friends that we're all balancing at the same time on our own. And Miss Kendall has got personal assistant, trainer, personal chef, trainer, a million people on her beauty team whose job it is to make sure she looks flawless. Yeah. And when you're in college, it's just you in charge yeah. of all of that. Yeah, I definitely want to echo what Delaney just said. I think it's also important to realize that, you know, even if at the end of the day you're comparing yourself to someone that has this luxury lifestyle like everyone has a bad day I think she even like Kendall Jenner alone not just speaking of her but like everyone hates themselves there's never going to be a perfect photo and then you're going to look back on it in 50 years when you're wrinkly and old sitting by a pool being like I wish I looked like I looked like when I was like 20 years old yeah so I think in the hindsight of things Worrying about every little detail, though I feel like social media has really brought that out in people, isn't really what's in the big picture. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite pieces of advice for this situation is that you need to ask yourself, if your brain was someone else, and that someone else with your brain talked to you that the way the voice inside your head talks to you about your body and about your personality and about your life, would you be friends with that person? And for a lot of people, the answer is no, because why would you be friends with someone who's constantly putting you down for everything you do and nitpicking you? I love that. You, that is amazing. You don't want to look back and realize that you spent your life hating yourself and being your own bully. Yeah. Why do you want to be your own bully? You also, like, the most important person in your life is yourself. Yeah. It really does all start with changing the voice inside your head. Yeah. Which I wake up every morning and I look in the mirror and I tell myself that I look amazing and that I am amazing. Wait, that's so cute. You just have to adjust the narrative. And if you believe it and tell yourself it, it it's going to change everything that's such a good outlook to like have you have to be your biggest cheerleader I feel like it's definitely okay also like I want people on this episode to know it's okay not to be there fully yet because I am in that position but like what Delaney's saying is completely right like you need to have your own discovery in who you are and it's gonna be a bunch of ups and downs but 
no matter what that journey is, you need to make sure that you're keeping yourself motivated. You're keeping a positive mindset about it. And it's okay to fall back and feel bad about certain things. We all have things that bother us about ourselves. I think that's something that everyone can agree that they hate something about themselves but highlighting it every day isn't gonna help you get over hating that thing right rome wasn't built in a day and we're all growing and changing and you're probably not gonna look like this forever no you're also i think like people don't realize your bodies change so much like i didn't realize that like there's literally a second puberty basically for females yeah it's because we're getting ready to, like, have kids, or at least this is the age of back then people would have kids. But so a lot of times, like, our bodies, like, completely change for the sole purpose of we were technically designed to have kids. Exactly. So it's just, like, things happen, people change, and, you know, at the end of the day, the way that you look at yourself is the way other people are going to look at you. So true. Like, if you're saying to yourself every morning in the mirror, like, I hate myself, I'm just going to wear this baggy clothes, and I'm not going to, you know, and you don't have to wear tight things, but I'm saying, like, if you're going to put on an outfit that makes you feel miserable, and you're going to have a miserable attitude, and you don't want people to see you, and you're lacking confidence, it's going to make people lack confidence in what you're saying and what you're doing, and how you, like, how they perceive you is how you're perceiving yourself. Yeah. So for the summer of Body Dilemma, for the hot girl summer that's coming up, it doesn't really matter what you look like. It's all about the mindset you have. There we go. There's your advice. We basically solved all (laughs) issues. So our next topic, which I think is super important and genuinely, like, not that I have the most experience on it, and I don't think Delaney does either, but just to give some advice in this section... Um, moving somewhere new and making friends, having really nothing around you. I mean, we both made the big change to move from high school to college. I think that's one of the bigger moves in both of our lives that we've had to deal with. That is my only move (laughs) so far. (laughs) (laughs) But it's definitely something I think especially everyone that would be listening kind of to our podcast has dealt with or is going to deal with in a major way soon. I mean, I know definitely, like, for both of us, we're moving back home to where we're from to do completely different things than what we're used to when we are home. So it's definitely going to be something eye-opening for the both of us. And we kind of wanted to give advice on tips that we found to make friends. So all my life, I have essentially had the same exact friends since elementary and middle school. Damn. And they came into my life pretty easily. I, I don't remember struggling to make friends when I was little. Like, it happened pretty naturally at track practice, track and field. Oh, you know who you are, listeners. <laughs> and when I came to college, I was at summer session, and I lived down the hall from one of my best friends from high school. Oh. But we each had different roommates, and... She became friends with my roommate, and I thought we were all, like, a triad of besties. (laughs) And one day they were doing their laundry together, I guess, having a good old time in the laundry room talking about me. And then my 
friend from high school came back and told me that my roommate had been talking crap on my name <gasps> and telling her that she's worried to be roommates with me in the fall semester because I obviously struggle with making friends. Oh my gosh. And that really hurt bad because I was proud that I made such good friends with my roommates so fast. And I was excited to live with her in the fall semester because we had already become great friends. Yeah, that's so heartbreaking. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> so that hurt. And Did you room with her in the fall? I did. I ended up taking her words to heart in a big way. Oh, no. And it... It did make me do some introspection because the only people I hung out with at summer session were my high school friends and my roommate, and I oh. didn't make any new friends. So she was pretty correct with her assessment of me. And I was not supposed to play ice hockey in college. Like oh. I had my final senior year of high school game, and that was it for me. I was never, ever going to play again. But that night, I called my dad on the phone, and I said, Dad, I'm playing ice hockey in the fall because your girl needs some friends. Stop. And this is, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like you've made, like, lifelong friends through the team. Yeah. Shout out Penn State Women's Ice Hockey Club. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are listening. But so that's, that's um, my biggest piece of advice is – to join clubs. My friend who moved to the city um, after college didn't have any friends, and she joined a few adult intramural teams, oh. and she's making a lot of friends there, so... That's kind of fun. Dive into your interests to find friends with similar interests, is my advice. That's definitely good advice. I think one of the like hardest things coming to college is realizing that People are just all trying to figure out what they want in a friend and who they want in a friend. So it's really hard to know if you're actually friends with a person because it might just be like on good terms, like face to face. But yeah. then when you turn around, that person could be like have a whole different vision of who you are compared to what you thought that your friendship was. So I'm really sorry about what happened between you and your roommate. That's okay. We had a good old time in the fall semester. <laughs> that's good. Because I made friends and she made friends. Oh, that's good. I think <laughs> sometimes you, I, maybe but she like pushed you out of your comfort Honestly, it, it was really hard to hear at the time that they had been talking about me like that. But now looking back, I'm super thankful for it because. Um, I couldn't imagine she, you not playing hockey. She pushed me to do some introspection and realize that I needed to join something and be a part of something. Up. That's so cool. I think I my college experience was kind of not like that just for the fact of a lot of people from my area go to school here. I kind of knew that going into it, but I also am one of those people where I can quite easily make friends. And I I envy people like that. That's one of the things that like genuinely like I always can make conversation with anyone. No matter who it is, I'm going to have a conversation with them and um I know my first day of college on my first class, I went up to a girl and she knows who she is because she'll be listening, but I said, I really like your shoes 
and I remember her telling me where she got them and I remember from that day on we had continued to be best friends and now we ended up rooming together like genuinely I have always found my people through just me going up to them and starting combo so my biggest tip is even if you don't like what they're wearing, this sounds so bad. But, like, <laughs> not that I didn't like your shoes. But that, like, if you just give them a compliment, it's a good way to ease into a conversation. Wow. Because I feel like that's, like, the best way to be, like, make it less awkward if you're just, like, oh, my God, I, I love your bag. Or I – where'd you get that? Like, I've seen it in this color, and that color that seems new. Like, is that this season? And, like, that's how I always think of, like, making a quick little, like, remark to talk to someone. And I feel like you know if someone's, like, friendly, if they answer you back and are able to have a conversation. Um, Another thing that kind of goes along this, I mean, we've definitely not had an experience of moving away from kind of our hometown state or anything. But one of our big um, experiences is my one friend, she moved unexpectedly to Nashville and had no friends, no family, nothing in the heat of the holiday season, which if you're alone during the holiday season, is probably the hardest time to be alone. Um, And one of her big advice, I talked to her before the podcast, was to download Bumble BFF. And this is not sponsored in any way. I wish. It should be. Bumble ambassadors. (laughs) We become Bumble (laughs) Penn State ambassadors. But she basically was like, I just went on a bunch of speed dates and I was able to, you know, reach out to people, whether, you know, even if you go on real dates, um, I think it's a good way to reach out to it. And I know it can be scary, especially like, I don't know, I've never been on an online date. That's like just not something I'm, I've ever done. Like I've never followed through with. But I definitely am not, like, opposed to, like, meeting people through that. I, but I definitely think that could help people that aren't as confident as I am to walk up to a stranger and have a conversation. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. So that's kind of our take on this. And I think we'll definitely learn more over the years. Yeah. So I think this is ever-growing sure. advice. But I also want anyone that's in that position to know that everybody struggles with that. Whether yeah. you know everyone you're still going to have a hard time making friends regardless. No matter where you move to, you can probably guarantee that there's at least a hundred people your age in the same boat. Yes. Also needing friends, so. Definitely. Unless you move into, like, a senior living home. I'm like, you're kind of screwed there. Yeah. (laughs) We can't help you there. (laughs) Yeah, no advice. Okay, so one of our final topics that we kind of want to discuss is dealing with fake friends we actually got a couple people asking for advice on this and it kind of segues into making friends is also realizing appreciating and understanding friends wow so i have an idea okay this is something that i have always kind of looked back and realized that if i would have known this advice sooner it might have saved me a lot of time But one of my biggest tips is write down five qualities that you think that you give to your friends. And for example, like I would say that I'm pretty loyal and that I'm very supportive. Like one of my biggest traits is I'm always going to be there for my friends no matter what. 
And if those five traits aren't being received, and I'm not saying they have to be all five, but for the most part, all five should be received by the other person. I don't think that they're a real friend. And I feel like a lot of the time, the things that you're giving to people, you need to get in return. So that's like one of my strongest pieces of advice. So with that, like Delaney, what are your five? All right, my five qualities that I give to a friend and that I expect back is that they're funny, spontaneous, generous, loyal, and a good listener. Ooh, those are good ones. We can't be friends if you don't do these things. I mean, it's not like written in stone. I feel like some people have strengths compared to others, but I feel like if you have four out of the five, like you're a good friend. Yeah. And Annalie, what are your five things? Uh, mine is loyal, supportive, funny, motivating, and entertaining. Oh, wow. So uh, we had pretty similar ones. I feel like we're pretty similar in the sense <laughs> of, like, we're both going to be there. For, I feel like in our friendship, we're both going to be there for each other, and we're also going to entertain each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what, what more could you want in a friend? I mean, this is a TV show right here. <laughs> Speaking of TV. No. What? I listened to a podcast this morning that actually talked about a similar topic and the hosts were talking about how there's all of these rules and guidelines for relationships not like a dating relationship like a significant other yeah you know there's rules you follow and pretty set in stone expectations of what a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever your gender does in that relationship and they pointed out that there's not really a set in stone guidelines for friendships there isn't that are just understood by society everyone has such different views of what they need from a friend yeah and one thing that the podcast host brought up is that in one of mindy kaling's book she wrote the 17 commandments of best friendship And I highly advise everyone who's struggling with good and bad friends to read this commandment list. (laughs) Okay. Kind of random, but... No, I like it. I think it's a good piece of advice to share with people. Also, I love Mindy Kaling. I love her as well. (laughs) I think it's so hard because there's different friends that I also turn to for different things. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. And it's not saying that a person's not good at something Yeah. to the other friend that, like, maybe you're like, oh, I don't go to this person for. But genuinely, I feel like there's a person that I know to call if I need to rant mm-hmm. versus a person I need to call when I have a family issue. Like, I know someone that would give really good advice on that topic, and I always go to that same person. But when it comes to a lot of other things, that person is just not the person I need to talk to about it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I feel that. Like, there's not, to me, having an all-encompassing best friend, if you have that, like, congrats. But it's really hard to have one person do everything for you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, like, you have different people you turn to for different things. And it's not something where it's like, I like this person more, I like this person less. But it's more of just, like, realizing that. I think sometimes in life, I put a lot of pressure or had always a best friend. Like, I had a duo. Like, I always had a duo, a bestie. And it's like, 
when you grow up and you realize that there's so many things that so many other people are good at, you don't need just one friend. It's good to have multiple. Well, see, this is why I've always wanted a sister. I always wish I had a sister because I feel like sisters treat each other like the all-encompassing friend. So you might have other friends who handle different things, but if they're not available, then I feel like sisters can turn to each other for everything. Or at least that's what I observed, and it always made me want a sister. I have a brother, but I can't really talk to him about everything. I have a younger sister, so it's kind of hard sometimes, just because I think, and she knows this, but we've always been on two different pages in our lives. Like, she just, like, started high school. And I'm just ending college. So we're definitely, like, on two different wavelengths. So sometimes there is, like, that advice gap where, like, yeah, I feel like we can't talk well, about things. You're supposed to be the advice giver to her. Good I luck guess. then, Bella, because <laughs> there's nothing I can give you that's at all useful. But I, I know that I'll always have someone in my corner that's, like, yeah. a girl to talk to uh-huh. because I have my sister. It's just – it's hard because – if you're a lot, I wish like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I had a twin. Like my one yes. group of friends, like they're twins. Not that like me and my sister aren't that close, but like they are twins. They like always had a best friend through life. Yeah. And you can be mad at your twin, but it's not like they're blood. Like at the end of the day, you're always going right. to be friends with them. And I, I had my neighbors growing up were twins. And I remember like no matter what the situation, they always could count on having a best friend, someone to sit right next to them. Like, their names are together in the alphabet. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what was going on, like, they had each other. And I thought that was so cool. But, like, that would be, like, iconic if I could have a twin. I think that would, like, (laughs) save me from everything. You can just clone yourself. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, we're coming to the time. We might as well just start cloning each other. So, guys, we've come to the end of a very serious episode. A little bit... Ooh. A little... (laughs) So, guys, we've come to the end of the episode. It's a little less lighthearted than the previous episodes, but we really wanted to give you guys our opinions and thoughts and advice on topics we felt needed to be discussed more. So... I had a good episode. Did you have a good episode, Delaney? I did. I really hope someone out there heard something today that's going to change them in a good way. Yeah. A positive vibe. Well, it's really important that you guys go and follow us on the Instagram page. At Waterproof Mascara Podcast. I also think it's really important for everyone out there that's listening at the end of this podcast to tell themselves one thing that they love about themselves yes good idea and text one person one thing you love about them wow and i want to see who and i'm i don't text me or delaney text other people too um but i want to just start giving more compliments i think at the end of this to yourself and to others i think that's the biggest takeaway from this week's episode so thank you guys for listening thank Thank you for supporting us And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.